Who wants to tell you who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Welcome back, everybody. It's Java Chat. It's Coffee with Mike. I get to sit here with the queen of first times. I'm going to say queen. Her Majesty, the queen of first times, Miss Anne Bernard. <laughs> Miss Anne Bernard has joined us today on Java Chat. And glad to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. <laughs> I actually I actually went with the master of first time instead of queen. Because if I'm the queen, that means there could be a king. If I'm yeah. the master... Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're the you're the you're the top of the hill. There is no there's no more mountain. It's it's yep. there. We're there. And I'm not and I'm not sharing it with anyone. <laughs> awesome. That works. Um, yeah, I, I found that that your your focus is very interesting. The master of first time experiences, and can you like give us a night? What? How? What? I don't. I, what does that mean? How what is it? What is it about? How do you, what, yeah. where's, where's this all come from? <laughs> so I've been on a journey of first time and new experiences for about eight years. Jeez. And it, How many yeah. first experiences can you have in eight years? Holy crap. A lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so it happened. I was, I was stationed in Germany. And if you've ever been blessed to live in Europe, any country in Europe, it's so easy to travel to a new country. I know, just a train later, and just bam, roll. Yeah. You're, you're in a new country. So I started traveling to a lot of new countries. And while in a new country, I was like, huh, I should do something new while I'm here, especially if it's something unique to their cultures, to what they have to offer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I started pursuing new experiences that way. And That's then cool. a, a lot of it also became so sports and athletics type mm -hmm, of stuff. So, because mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a thrill seeker as well. So I'm, I'm in these pursuits. Another adrenaline junkie. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> I'm in these pursuits for a couple of years and then mm -hmm. it comes time to come back to the U.S. And when I get back to the U.S., I was like, hmm, well, nothing says because I'm back in the U.S. that I have to stop doing this because right. I'm really enjoying all of these new experiences and it changed my relationship with life. Yeah. I, you know, it opened up my eyes to, there is so much oh, yeah. to do and to experience. Oh, so yeah. I continued, I just continued doing it. And then years, you know, the years kept rolling by. I kept benefiting from the experience. I kept enjoying life more and it came time to leave the Marine Corps again and, sh you know, decide what to do. Right. And I decided I'm going to reclaim the title entrepreneur and I'm going to get back out there and start another business. And now is the brainstorming of what is it going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> now, what am I uniquely good at? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that popped out was living life like yeah. i have like i'm pretty damn good at it. i've been traveling i've been doing all these amazing things meeting all kinds of people like top of the world and how did i end up here i started a journey of first time in your experiences so i decided to create a program around that 
that later in time became an app and now it's evolved into even more as far as like a full self-development program nice and and a storytelling concept as well so and it all revolves around first time in your experiences this past, is, present and future this is this is interesting for, uh, first off thank you for your service I, I didn't realize you had uh served in the marine corps awesome thank you very much um secondly that's having yeah the moment you said stationed i was like oh we have a we have a veteran this is awesome being stationed in Germany alone as a beginning, um, where, where were you? So I was in the Stuttgart, the yep. Stuttgart area. Yeah, yep. that's my, that's, believe it or not, my mother is originally from a town called Leipheim, which is oh. not far from Stuttgart. Yeah, cool. Um, and, well, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's from, yeah, Stuttgart. And then after that goes München, but that's, that's party town central. Um, share with us, I mean, like, how did did that just like come as a revelation when you got home or did you just like were you just going with the flow when you started playing around in, in Europe or how did that work so it it kind of it would I don't know it just made sense to me <laughs> yeah 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 no no it I get it it made sense to me and and I well so what happened was I guess we need to backtrack a little bit in in, in my past uh -huh. and the reason why I found myself on this journey and in, in, in Germany is because I had to hit like rock bottom and I when I first left active duty so I did 10 years on active duty left active duty to pursue entrepreneurial pursuits right and a few years of doing that I was broke had foreclosed on my townhouse basically homeless a friend had yeah. to lend me some money to rent a room and I was in a very dark place because yeah. I had not dealt with the repeated failures mm -hmm. and I ended up giving my life to God and he really is the one that started leading me mm -hmm into transforming me and really it was because it was my relationship with life yeah i was very driven <clears throat> ambitious competitive focus i didn't have relationships with my family didn't have relationship with people i mean it was all i was so so goal oriented and i wanted to build you know the multi-million dollar company and just so insanely focused on that that i didn't know how to live and i the journey that God took me on was really to teach me to live. Yeah. To, you know, discover what life had to offer. That's a very powerful revelation in more ways than one, obviously. But I mean, as it, as it is for one to have the drive, because you obviously have the discipline 10 years in the Marine Corps, you can't come out on discipline. There's just no way. Um, heck five, Marine, five years in the Marine Corps, you can't come out on discipline. I, I I've rarely ever seen that. Um, not be a reality. Being out there and, and then all of a sudden realizing there's a lot more to life. And I just got through talking with um, Daniel Massimino about this on our, our previous podcast. Um, your perspective changes. Because when you're so focused, you're tunnel visioned. And yep. yet once you get awoken or awakened, I, I'm sorry, once you're, once you're awakened like that, the field of view becomes a lot wider and a lot sure greater. Does. Yeah. Yeah. And I also I was also living in that when then, right? So when I achieve this, then I'll do that. So traveling, obviously I did a lot of traveling the first 10 years, uh, you know, in the Marine Corps. Then when I started my entrepreneurial journey, you know, tra traveling stopped. 
everything, you know, it just became all obsession of what it takes to, you know, build a business. Sure. And sure. when I let go of all of that, then those desires have always wanted to see the world. And I would yeah. have, I have put my life on pause and now it's just like, I am going to soak it in, grab hold, <laughs> and, you know, really live. And, you know, one of the things, the, the journey with God, and when you hand your life over to God, and, and again, I'm not trying to convert anyone. This is no, my no, no, this is, this is, this is your, this is your journey. This is how yeah, it is. Is that he showed me, I didn't, to find myself traveling yeah. the world, I didn't need millions of dollars. I didn't need to be this, this or that. I just needed to do it. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny that I, I follow actually a, a couple that are travel hackers and they share, <clears throat> they share how, when they travel, they're able to travel luxuriously. Obviously they've got, you know, the miles, the miles thing down and, and how to you know, make everything work and stuff like that. But they travel for almost nothing and they're still doing it on their dime. They're not doing it on sponsorships. I mean, yeah, they get a little bit of money from their, from their, you know, their influencing and stuff like that. But it just goes to show what you just said is completely possible. I mean, you don't have to have a ton of, I mean, I know right now, somebody just told me round trip to, oh, what was the destination? Golly. It's, it's a fairly well-known destination and it's only 300 bucks round trip. Yeah. I mean, right now there's definitely lots of deals to be had Yeah, and you can book them now for once COVID is over and, and yeah. traveling opens back up. There's a yeah. lot, of, you know, there's definitely a lot that's out there. And, but, and, and it was beyond just traveling though, growing up, I always had, you know, this is why I kind of pursued these things too. It was, it was just like, okay, these are things I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do them now. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm not, I'm anti-bucket list because, because the focus of- It's I have limiting, to, I think, bucket list. Exactly. Is. It's very limited. It's like yeah. I'm, these things I want to do before I die, and they're usually destination instead of just actions, instead of learning, yep. growing, yep. you know? Yep. So that's why when I created 365 First Challenge, like what can you maximize out of life today? Being more mindful of the opportunities that you have to, to have a first time or have an experience Absolutely. you've never had before. Absolutely. And, but growing up, I, you know, I was infatuated with being outdoors and I didn't get to live that. And I thought the Marine Corps was one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps. I'm going to be deployed. I'm beyond the field. And that didn't, you know, <laughs> that didn't scratch the itch either. Yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Which was so the irony is when I came back from Okinawa, Japan, I bought a SUV, uh, it, they don't make them anymore. It's, um, it was a Ford Sport Track. Like it. So oh my it had gosh, like, the Sport Track. Yeah, do I you remember, remember those? Yep, I do. Yeah, so I bought one of those, and the plan was I'm gonna I'm gonna camp. I'm gonna do all these things. So I had that for ten years. Never went camping with. Oh jeez. <laughs> so I get to Germany and I buy a BMW and a 328 i BMW 2015 sure. or sure. whatever. And I ended up crossing Canada with that BMW with my <laughs> bike on the roof. That's awesome. And it, it was just because it was a matter of, make, you know, shifting that mindset, making the decision of I'm doing this yeah. and then following through with it. So it, it, although I had set myself up prior, uh -huh. you know, with the right vehicle, I just, I had not made the commitment. 
right? When I made the commitment, it didn't matter what I drove. It didn't, you know, yeah. just it's did a, it. It's a completely different, again, it goes back to that perspective. It's completely different from planning to doing. You can plan all day if you don't take the action to do. It's yeah. not going nowhere. Or you can just do and plan, and plan on the fly. <laughs> Which you're, th- you're a talented planner. You can actually do that pretty well. Yeah, there's it's it's interesting because I, I have some friends that are like, I have to plan everything. I'm like, yeah, and, and what if this happens? Why you got to say that, Mike? Why you got to do that? I'm like, because shit happens. <laughs> and it probably will. And I'm okay with it. It's just what do we do if? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna wow. if you're gonna be that kind of planner, at the same time, spontaneity has has a definite place in taking action. Stuff's gonna happen. Yeah, it's okay. How do you how do you deal with it when you get there? I mean, it, you, do you want to have a plan B or do you want to hope that you can come up with one? And like you said, if you're a really good planner, you can figure shit out pretty quick. Um, when I was uh, in destination management, <laughs> my nickname was Crisis Man. Um, it was, it's not, not for any proud reason other than for some reason, anytime I went on on activities, my group was the group that always ended up with, with problems. <laughs> uh, and I had to manage the, 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 the crisis uh, to a point where on one of our, <laughs> on one of our trips, um, we were on a catamaran and the captain was a substitute captain, wasn't the actual captain of the boat. And he got out near an area of Maui that's really well known for heavy winds. And instead of him skirting the shore where the wind isn't so bad, he went out into deeper water where it gets really bad and the waves get a lot bigger um, to the point that I literally had to tell him, turn the boat around, head for shore, skirt the, uh, skirt the, the island shoreline and head out to the other, this other port. Because if we try to go back the other way right now, we're going to get swamped. I mean, it was that bad. And he, and he had lost the mainsail. Uh, in, in the midst of all of that. So I was like, yeah, you need to go that way. Um, and that, that actually, that was the day that I actually got the title because the lead came up to me and goes, you're crisis man from here out, just so you know, because this is like the fifth time something's happened and it's been around you. I'm like, that's not really comforting. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but you're the only guy that can fix it because all five times everything's worked out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get I'm, it. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between. There, there, there are times <clears throat> in my travels where... I knew something happened to me. It's, you know, in a few weeks, somebody's going to find my body and oh, that's going to be that. <laughs> so, I hope not. Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, but well, in my family, first off, they kind of know that's how I am. And so I, I've told them, I've repeatedly told them, if I happen to die in one of these freak scenario situations, <laughs> Just know that I was where I wanted to be. Like I, no regrets. I've zero. I, I I've always done everything I ever wanted to do in life. That's so awesome. you know, it's a no regret situation. The only thing I ever worried about is like ah, somebody needs to find my dog <laughs> and take care of him if I don't return. You're right. So. That's that's like. Do you have a Do you have a will just in case? Hey, t- uh, so share with us one of the most memorable first times that you've had one of the most first time adventures a memorable first time adventures that you've ever experienced so there's there's a few but i would say one of the because it was just incredibly beautiful and amazing mm-hmm. was i went paragliding in Ooh. in austria oh so wow I, actually no it was in switzerland in interlaken <clears throat> switzerland and 
so I had awesome. It was oh over Fourth of July weekend, and I had like it was a weekend full of first times, and I had never been in Interlochen, and so I get motion sickness. Oh boy! And usually, if I'm driving, it's not a problem. Right. Until I start driving the Swiss Alps. <laughs> so. <laughs> there's always that there's always that and then there's (laughs) yeah and then there's one experience i hadn't had yet so i i by the time i get the interlock and i'm not feeling too good but later that day i had already planned because i had like stocked my schedule so i'm like okay so i'm relaxing trying to you know get a little bit of food and just trying to stabilize my stomach and i link up with the folks we get in the van and we go up the mountain I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be bad. So we get we get up there, and the view's already incredible. And my pilot's talking to me and telling me, you know, what we're gonna do. And then we run, and we're off, you know, in the air, and it's just the view is breathtaking. It's incredible. And we're getting close to the end, and he's like, "Do you want me to do some tricks?" And of course, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." <laughs> Typical Marine. And then uh, by the time I get on the ground, I am probably, I'm like green. He's like, are you okay? (laughs) I was done. I was done for the rest of the day. (laughs) I I mean, I still go back and I'm like, I had to say yes, didn't I? (laughs) It was that initial reaction. Sure, what could possibly go? (laughs) Not think this through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually on my way to uh in Guatemala, on my way to Lake Intitum, I ended up throwing on the side of the poor guy's van. Yeah, my, yeah. my motion sickness has sometimes limited my ability <laughs> to do <laughs> the things that I want to do. But you've been able to do a lot. I mean, you said that whole weekend was full of first. What other things? Oh uh, yeah. That week, so I went weekend? I went uh uh canyoning for the first time. Canyoning? So, this yeah, is a term so, I've not heard before. What is this? So you go, you go, so it's in the canyons, like where Mm -hmm. there was water that flows through and you go rappelling and you jump in water and it's got all kinds of crazy stuff going. So that sounds cool. Yeah. It was a really cool, really cool And this was still near Interlochen? Yeah, that was Interlochen. I mean, it's just an outdoor, I mean, that's just, that place just an outdoor paradise. And then. I mountain biked, and so this is my first time I had a realization that uh, hiking is a serious sport. So the the last day, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go hiking. I did Uh, not own hiking boots, okay? So that's not good. Total newbie. I hiked at the bottom of the Grand Canyon in sneakers. Like, I've done some certain things where, again, got got away with it. So I'm thinking, I'm good. And so in the park, so I drive up quite a bit, like, cause I mean, the sure. apps are, are massive, right? So yeah. I drive up yeah, quite yeah. a bit and in the parking lot, everybody's putting on hiking boots. Cause obviously the Swiss are very serious about their hiking. Yeah. So they're not they're, playing. They're, they don't play. They're, yeah. They're putting on their boots. They got their poles and I'm like, what do you need all this for? <laughs> so. <laughs> I take a tram and I go even higher. See, my, my mind doesn't think like that. My mind sees everybody putting on stuff that I don't have, and I'm going, okay, wh- what do they know that I don't? <laughs> yeah, that's 
probably a smarter way of <laughs> looking at things. And and then the and then the trek going up even higher, and I'm like, yeah, I certainly missed something on this whole deal. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. I got. Yeah. That's definitely the marine attitude. Yeah, I was gonna say typical marine. It's just a hill. We'll take it. I get I get to the trailhead. And I'm looking at the trail, and I mean, it's rock, it's roots, like it's 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 serious stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. ooh, so yeah. this is why. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was smart enough to be like, yeah, no, I'm, I will not be, I will not yeah. be hiking today. <laughs> and then I went and bought a pair of hiking boots the following weekend. There you I'm go. Like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to do this right. Yeah. And, oh. and I became, I became that person in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it sucks. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to stop the stories because I'm sure there's a ton more. Uh, we're going to take a short pause for about 30 seconds. I'm still imagining how this whole thing flayed out. <laughs> um, we're going to take a short pause for about 30 seconds. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, what inspired Anne to, to start taking this path uh, after the hiking incident, of course. Uh, and and we'll we'll be back in about 30 seconds. We're back with Java Chat here with Ann Bernard talking about first times. If you can remember the last time you ever did something for the first time, fairly sure you remember that there were some uh, possible issues in pushing through. Um, we were just kind of talking about that on the break uh, with regards to dealing with fear. With this section, we talk more about inspiration. Um, and, and depending on the level of inspiration, I'm fairly sure you can push past fear. Um, so... When it comes down to it, you had that moment. What inspires you or continues to inspire you to do what you're doing as far as sharing how to have these first-time experiences? Because it's life-changing. Like, I want people to find the magic in life. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is to explore what it has to offer and and so and there's so many benefits to to having first time in your experiences and and i'll, I'll clear up the the uh words right now before we get more into this is that so a new experience will always be a first time yeah. never done it first time a right. first time though might not necessarily be a new experience but it's your first time achieving something within that experience right so got it got it makes sense yeah so if we go back to the hiking so your first buying your first pair of hiking boots that's mm -hmm. a first mm -hmm. your first hike your first mm -hmm. peak your first overnight yep. your first so you're building on things yeah and as you do that so i'm sure you know the people that listen to you realize inspiration you run out of it. Motivation, you run out of it. Discipline, you run out of it. So you have to find ways to keep yourself inspired and motivated. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is to realize how to release dopamine. And there's nothing like the thoughts of achieving something that you've never done before right. to actually release dopamine and gets you excited to do it. Then when you do it, you get the dopamine boost and then afterwards you get the dopamine high. So it's, it's a great way of pursuing first times, but achieving goals with employing 
you know, dopamine to get that done. So, and, you know, if people think about it, you know, if you just think about the first time maybe, or the new experience of doing a sport that you never done before or an activity, yeah. right? So like the first time I did archery, the first time I went ax throwing, it's, it might sound like something silly to do, but it's fun. It gives you like this huge dopamine hit. And then when you get done, even if you sucked at it, doesn't even you don't need to be good at it. You can suck at it, but it was fun. Did you was, did you do it, that X-Roaring here? I did. Uh, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've still yet to go. I, I don't even know where the place is. I want to go try it because it looks like a blast. I went to Axe Monkey. And yeah. <laughs> it's a, I have to admit. I didn't realize it's a little bit more dangerous than you because they bounce back. Yes, <laughs> they do. The if you, if, you, if do. you do it wrong, it'll come back to you. <laughs> they do bounce back. And I was like, ooh, did not expect this. This is why you have to really know what you're doing when you're doing yeah. it. Really. <laughs> but, well, by the end of it, I have like two axes at a time and I'm, I'm throwing them. And it was just like, and, cool. and I, I, I have a bit of an obsessive personality. So it was like. <laughs> These are the three different throws and I just, you know, and I know, I know the way the body and the brain works, you know, it's yeah. repetitive. Yeah. So I just kept going and going and going until I like within an hour, I had all three throws down. Perfect. I was like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know? I've actually seen some guys that do that as a, the, um, who's that one guy? He literally took his hat off tossed it and underhand threw a, a, an axe. It landed and the hat landed right on the handle as a, as a perfect hang. And I looked at that and I was like, yeah, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad. That boy knows what he's up to. <laughs> I want I want to go back and throw the stars <clears throat> and the knives. That's what we threw uh, just from days of martial arts. I would love to learn the axe part of it, the knives and stars. I had a buddy who was a knife thrower who could nail nail his own knife on the on the bullet, on the bullseye. Yeah. And I and I said, yeah, remind me never to upset you. <laughs> just to remind me that. I just I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> but you know what's what's in so I mean, obviously as a Marine, I've been to the rifle range, the pistol oh, yeah. range. And so the safety procedures are similar, same way with, with archery, right? And it's that yeah. connection between, you know, your your body, your mind, because you have to control your breathing. Yep. You know, it's it, they're great sports they're great activities to do to be present and there's nothing like doing something that you've never done that has a slight hint of danger to your safety that is going to make the like the world go away yeah so the other thing i did the i'm gonna plug some some las vegas businesses <laughs> i did the um uh the glass blowing and it's really it's actually like the torch work oh and cool yeah, here in Las Vegas. And that was also like so amazing because yeah. it's dangerous because obviously it's the torch is like 3000 Fahrenheit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's amazing because you're melting glass and your brain is registering like what's happening as you have to, you know, keep doing. And then you produce something, you make something. And I mean, all of it is, you know, that inspires me and I want to pass it on. So other people get inspired and awed by, I did this, I tried this. It's, it's interesting that, and, and as you guys are, as you're listening to this and, and watching both of those experiences, 
to me, both of those experiences are equally as exciting. On the one side, you're, you're dealing with chaos. On the other side, you're dealing with creativity. Both are first time experiences. Both could do some major, like could really get you excited either side. And then, of course, there's obviously all the stuff in between for first-time experiences. When you mentioned dopamine, everybody keeps thinking about this. This huge rush. Not every first experience is going to be a huge rush of dopamine. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit, but it'll be enough to get your attention. Am I right? Yeah, and it's well, and it's going to be more than what you get from getting a like on Facebook, right? So a lot of people talk about the <laughs> addiction of social media because it does little dopamine hits. It's I got be over much- that years ago. <laughs> It's going to be much more than that, and it's a lot healthier for you. And you yeah. know, it, it's it's an interaction with life and what it has to offer. I, I think I think we can both agree that social media lost its luster years ago, and most of what we see on online these days, at least for me, I I just don't get the dopamine that I used to get when like moving from MySpace to Facebook back in '06. That was probably about the most dopamine I got out of social media. Since then, it's been, oh, there's a new platform. Okay, that's cool. That's a pretty picture, blah, blah, blah. Not not a real first-time kind of feeling, if that makes sense. No, no. But it's the addiction of – it's the reward system that yep. creates the, the, the dopamine. So you post something, you want to be rewarded because you think it's brilliant and you want other people to think it's brilliant. So you're waiting for the reward system, you know, to kick in. Well, wait. And- it's, not, it's not brilliant? You, that's, that's not brilliant. That sucks. Oh, it's not brilliant. Okay, I, I have to figure out something else now. Right. Yeah, so, you know, you, you're getting caught up in things that don't enhance who you are. So yeah. you want to pursue yeah. experiences that have the potential of enhancing who you are, of teaching you, of growing you. So, so when, I, when I was a kid, total sore loser at games. <laughs> Like angry, throw a fit, sore loser. So I stopped playing board games. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't handle it. You would have hated and- me. <laughs> you would have. You would have. I would have been the one you were blaming for the problem. Yeah, I guarantee it. Especially because it wasn't. It wasn't fair. <laughs> that would yeah, be the. Yeah. That would be the classic. That's not fair. Well, it is. It's the rules. <laughs> so when I started my journey, and I, I looked. When I come back to say, I looked at re-embracing games. Yeah. And because one, there's value in playing a new game because you have to learn the rules. Yeah. So the majority of us, you know, don't don't learn. So learning a game is very similar to being in a school environment where you have to learn a concept. Yep. Right. And then you have to apply it. Yeah. So that has tremendous benefit to your learning ability, wakes your brain back up and says, whoa, okay, I'm not used to doing this kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this kind of, it's kind of work now. Yep. 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 And so that has the benefits. And then now I'm a, I'm a grown up. I can handle my emotions. Hopefully. My Hopefully. A little bit. I'm still very competitive, but I can, you know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with competitive. That's, that's absolutely fine. It's, it's the, it's the hopefully we've grown up enough to manage our emotions. A yes, better. I can. I can. You know, I can accept when I'm getting beat. But I have to say, when I play with my stepmom, it's because. But then, but then you realize your belief system. Yeah, like right. we'll play Yahtzee, and she'll call it like whatever she's looking to roll. She'll call it. She'll do the same thing in the casino. I don't operate that way. Like right. I think it's. I think it's random. It doesn't matter what I think, but. 
apparently for people who do like actually yeah. put intentions they yeah. they're more likely to get what they want and i'm always fascinated by that because yep. she does that i don't do that and it's like mm, and then she wins <laughs> and it's like but anyway so i got into playing more 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 board games and I, you know i discovered like how amazing and beneficial mm -hmm. that that was and you know, you have to get strategic. You have to look at how your opponent works. So once you master the concept, then you have to master how somebody else is playing the concept. And, you know, there's just so much that's good in exercising your thinking process yeah. and then engaging in neuroplasticity for your brain. It's interesting because um, that you say that, uh, buddy of mine's, um, I don't play chess half as much as I used to. And I was, I was never super excellent at it, but I played one of my buddies who actually could play computers and win. And it would, it would literally, it was, it was those little boards that were mini chess sets and you would, you press it down and you make your move, press it down and it thinks and tries. He would beat it every time. And I'd look at him and I'd go, how do you, <clears throat> how are you doing this? And he goes, you got to be about five to 10 ahead of it. I'm like, but that's umpteen million, million possibilities of an outcome. He goes, yeah. I said, but, but, and if he makes a move, it changes the whole thing. He goes, yep. So how are you able to do that? He goes, I just, I've been playing this so long. I'm just, I'm just used to it. And when he, if he plays chess, it's, it's, it's hard. He, he can play with some of the best of them. Um, for us as people, as you mentioned just now, learning board games, <clears throat> I don't care what board game you're playing. You could be playing cards against humanity for all I care. There's skills and, and things even inside of that that teach you, uh, what's the word, um, intuition, emotional intelligence, things of that nature. And it probably goes along with a lot of the first-time experiences that, that you teach about. Am, am I right? Well, yeah, because, I mean, it has, it, it has <clears throat> those immediate benefits. Although the benefit to the brain is only in the learning process. So right. Where people say Sudoku is good for the brain. Yeah. Sudoku is only good for the brain when you learn Sudoku. Once yeah. you know how to do Sudoku, your brain is like, I got this, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's constantly taxing and challenging your brain mm -hmm. to be like hey i want you to learn this right and and this is and all of these processes you know immensely impact your ability to be to be creative because you're stacking and you're bringing all this new data information mm -hmm. your brain does such amazing things in the background with all that information mm -hmm. it makes connections mm -hmm. it wants to i mean that's you know our, our brains want to find familiarity in the things that we do so it starts making these connections and then all of a sudden when you're on this journey and this is what i discovered is that as i'm on this journey of first time in your experiences I'm getting smarter about things that I know nothing about. Right. And I, you know, initially I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. Then I started doing more research and neuroscience, you know, neuroscientists in the last few years have come up with some serious new data information. Uh -huh. And so now I'm, I'm like reading that. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing. This is how I've been benefiting. Right, right, And right. it was like, you know, and I did, I completely just sort of fell into it. Now I've become more, you know, intentional about it and mm -hmm. teaching people how to do the same thing. And so that they can, you know, all of a sudden get those benefits and be like, 
ooh, that is so cool. Like yeah, I'm, I'm learning totally. faster than I never had, you know, ever had before. I problem solve better. I do all of these different things because I've been having fun throwing axes, doing archery, <laughs> playing board games. You know, right. when people, people think you have to put in like this, you know, hard, it's, there's still hard work to be oh, yeah. done. Sure. But it, it can be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, in fact, if you're not having fun while you're doing the hard work, you're, you're overdoing it. it and that's a personal, a personal opinion. But I mean, if it's going to be that much work, there better be that much reward at least if it, if it doesn't balance out, then is it really worth doing? Uh, you know, I mean, it could be anything from like doing the canyoning. Um, obviously we have a red rock out here. We were just out this past week, uh, past weekend walking around. Um, God, what was the name of the place? Um, it's the, it's the old house that the Hughes Corp used to own. There's a little state park out there and there's a little trail, easy trail walk. I'd never been. I enjoyed the walk. Got to see some native plants. Got to see some other types of plants that I wouldn't have expected to be out in the middle of the desert. But, you know, being so close to a wash, obviously there's probably yeah. some water somewhere underground because there's some big old trees out there. And I'm talking ash. And we all know ash ain't exactly small. And they got tap roots that go pretty deep. Um, so it's, it's it, again, as a first-time experience, I found it educational. Uh, and at the same time, I found it very fulfilling because it's like, I, I, I'd never been there. I've lived here since 04. I've never been out to that trail. I've been to Bonnie Springs. I've been to Red Rock, but not that specific spot. So it's like, I think for anybody, a first time is already an inspiration. Because now there's, again, you're changing your field of view. Yeah. You you want to have that curious mindset. You want to have that exploring mindset and that that is going to be inspirational and you know in in the good thing is you did pay attention like you're mindful of it's my first time here and i'm paying attention to my environment like oh i'm curious about this you know i i google things all the time and i might not even remember the information that i google but at that time i'm curious i want the answer you know i i look it up yeah and and it's been great because the last time I lived in the desert was in Twine on Palms, California, when I was stationed there. And, you know, I realized back then that the desert, you know, there's so much life if you start looking for yeah, it. And, you know, and that that is great or having those those discoveries. And I found, you know, here is a, a different type of desert because there is water that runs under, you yep. know. Yep. Area. Mm -hmm. And you, you find all I, I find all kinds of plants. So I'm like, what is that? Wow, yep. this is so so beautiful. And mm -hmm. it blooms at different time. It blooms twice a year. It's just like I don't compute. I'm not used to this, you know, it, being from the East Coast. And yeah. Yeah. It it threw me off too. Like even in like Arizona, which is another desert area. Um, or or uh what was the other one? New Mexico. New Mexico, I I actually got to see what it really looks like to see an underground river. Uh, because as you're going from Albuquerque south, you run along a riverbed that's dead. There's no water. But it's freaking green all along the whole river. I mean, like in the middle and on the banks. There's water running underground. And you just don't you don't catch it until you know you start talking to people and going, Okay, what's the story here? They're like, Well, only when it like really rains do you see any water on top. But the ground in and of itself, there's stuff. And again, 
trivia, trivial, maybe. But the idea is that you're looking and, and learning about something that it's fascinating. It, it's, it's thank you. That's it, the word. It's fascinating information that will you ever use it in your lifetime? Maybe, maybe not. But I'll tell you what, that kind of stuff matters if you ever have to get into survival mode. Uh, you know, I, I know they I know they teach that in the military. They don't always teach that outside the military, you know, survivability and survival. Well, they don't teach it as much as I, I, I wish that they that they would, but I we we did get. I know that if I'm in the middle of the desert and I'm lost, do not pee. <laughs> exactly, that is a truth. For those of you that don't know that one, we're not going to get into why, but it is an absolute truth. Do not keep your liquids. Yeah, keep your liquids as much as you can. <laughs> oh boy, where do we go with this? Um, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, we're going to take one more short break. I think that's the best time for that, too. Good, good, good catch. We're going to take one more short break, uh, 30 seconds. We'll come back, and we're going to talk about um, we're gonna talk about Ann's program because uh, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit more about how it works, what it is, um, how you can benefit, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Welcome back. Java Chat here with Ann Bernard, and we're talking about first-time experiences. And actually, Ann has a whole business around that uh, where she teaches people about um, – Having them, how to have them, how to enjoy them, how to pretty much everything about first-time experiences. Is that, is that fair? Uh, yep. <laughs> cool. So we already heard how you came about, how you did it. You even shared some of your stories, which is awesome. What is it that your program can help somebody do with these first experiences? I, you know, Obviously getting to them and then what to do with them after. How does that work? So the first thing to do is to download the app, the 365 First Challenge app. It's available on Android and Apple. And that allows you to make your list. So you pick your categories and it's like Tinder. You start swiping things that you, you know, if it's if something comes it's up. It's probably one you can swipe a lot more left than the, than the other one yeah. or a lot more right than left. Excuse a me. lot more right. Yeah. So something comes up. It's something you've done Tells before. You I you know how to use those apps. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you goodness. swipe up. Something I swipe up. Forward, nice. Even swipe better. Up. Yep. Something that you've never done, not interested, you go left. Never done, want to add to your list, you go right. So it's it's really to just get you thinking. Because when I first created this, I would tell somebody like, hey, what's something you've never done before that you want to do? And I got a lot of blank stares. And yeah, then of I got, course. Then I got a lot of bucket list items. So I was like, oh, clearly I need to give you <laughs> options. So I created the app. It's not perfect. It's my MVP. It definitely needs sure. improvement. So I'm just going to caveat with that. So, but that's a great way of getting started. The and then if you follow on social media, there's a 365 First Challenge group. You can join that, and we support each other in doing first time in your experiences. Then I have different programs. So there's the Maximize Your Journey program, where now you learn how to be strategic and you know, very specific in choosing first time in your experiences mm -hmm. for your self-development. Uh -huh. So if you want to step out of your comfort zones, face your fears, become more creative, work on your cognitive abilities, then now you learn how to be actually systematic about nice. pursuing your self-development with first time in your experiences. And since 
so I mentioned a little bit, so I moved to Las Vegas mm -hmm. because when I came up with this, I was still back in Germany. I was like, okay, where am I going to live in the U.S.? And I started looking, you know, the hashtag first time new experience, first experience in the one city around the world that is associated with those terms more than any other city is Las Vegas. Yep. Sure is. So I'm like, I'm moving to Vegas because, <laughs> you know, if I can expose, you know, people come here with that mindset, yeah. if I get them <clears throat> into, you know, doing first time in your experiences while yep. they're in Las Vegas, yep. they go back home and they continue, you know, to, to do that. Well, then COVID, you know, COVID hit and partnering up with businesses and going out and about. So, yeah. Kind of, kind of a screeching halt. I'm sure. Yeah. So I started focusing, I had started a vodcast called mm -hmm. the 365 First Podcast. So I started doing the first time storytelling nice. uh, broadcasts where people come on and share a first time story. A different reason why I was doing it, but one of the big reason was if somebody's telling an inspiring story about mm -hmm. a first time, it's going to mm -hmm. inspire somebody else to go try it first time. Sure. In the process, what I discovered though was was how powerful first time in your experiences or past ones are in shaping and impacting who we've become. Got it. So, and then I realized a lot of my guests were actually not storytellers. They're great at sharing <laughs> You know, they were great at teaching, but not at telling stories. Once upon a time. <laughs> so. So I developed a whole program around first time storytelling so that you can raise your self-awareness, but you can learn to communicate and express who you are in concise, clear, and engaging fashion. There's so, so now, many, there are so many marketers that need to take that. I swear. <laughs> yeah, so, so now the, you know, again, the world kind of expanded. The company became, okay, there's a 365 first challenge. There's first time storytelling and there's next level first coaching mm -hmm. to where, you know, if you want to enter the world of action-based self-development, mm -hmm this is uh, this is the place to be Absolutely. like I, you know and it's it's gonna be fascinating interesting fun you know engaging and you're gonna you're gonna grow you're gonna communicate in different ways i mean so kind of brought like a, a massive family of programs sure. together around sure. first times and your experiences so and and is that podcast still going It's on pause. If if you get but, but so the but, pause but there's, was me making a facial expression. If right, you guys are exactly. watching this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it's the, there. There are episodes up though. People Still there. There's a hundred episodes. Yeah. Perfect. There's an expert advice for your first time series. There's people's first time stories. My Sweet. first time stories. And Sweet. I will pick it back up in, in 2021. I'll launch sure. season two of expert advice before your first time. And uh, yep. So great. There's, there is a hundred episodes of great that's, content there that's to, great content. to check yeah. out. That's yeah. awesome. Um, you wrote a book. I did. What's the book? How to become a first time storyteller. So it's the so it's still based around the storytelling. Yeah. So it's the actual process. Okay. of how to so first time is in parentheses because i'm ultimately teaching you how to be a storyteller uh -huh. it's just your first time stories and trust me on this are your most powerful sure. so i connect you with your first time stories but i teach you how to become a first time storyteller and you know storytelling is ancient art that has been lost it so is. 
And marketers and salespeople and business people are picking it back up, but they're doing it, you know, as a way to persuade you to do something, which is, you can, you know, it is a purpose of first time storytelling, but this is about personal storytelling so that you can connect with people. I have a quote, you know, after a conversation, I don't want you to have an opinion of me. I want you to have an understanding of who I am. Yeah. For you to have that understanding, I have to take you to the next level in in the interaction of how I communicate with you mm-hmm. and you know bring you into actually walking in my shoes yeah. so that you have that understanding and <clears throat> so that's what I teach in in the book and of course yeah. So that takes me back to the good storytellers used to be the camp counselors. Summer camp. I used to go to a YMCA camp every summer. And they would always, you know, the fireside stories, whether it was the ghost stories or whether it was just telling stories or whatever. I, those, you're right. There's, I don't see a lot of that these days. I don't see a lot of just people sharing a story in a manner that allows you to understand who they are. They do a lot more story. Look at what Brenda did. Look at what Tom did, and this is their testimonial. And this is that it's it's still more info dumping than it is storytelling. Um, there are very few people that are very good at storytelling. Um, one of the one of the ones that's very well known is a guy by the name of Billy Jean. Billy Jean is marketing. He's very good at storytelling, and and he does all kinds of cool shit with it when it comes to that. Um, there's a couple others that people probably don't know as well, but if you can get that down, I would think that the ability of people to understand you for one and be able to connect with you for two, even if it's not a, a, a even if it's not a purposeful connection that, that may, you know, that anybody wants, but for somebody to at least understand who you are, I would think it would reduce the amount, one, your fear of people judging you two their actual judgment of you, because now they're, they're looking at more at you at your character than anything else, just because of what you share. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, one one of the requirements. So I go into the components components of storytelling. I go into the requirements. Uh One of the requirements is you have to be willing to open up and be vulnerable, which means you have to share your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And bonus, if you can share why Mm -hmm. you had those thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So now, when I'm telling you my story. You are truly understanding where I'm coming from and why I'm coming from that position. Mm-hmm. So now it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with it. You have the understanding. I think that's, can- that's, that's a lot more important, I think. it's Because it's not everybody's going to agree with you. I don't care what it is. You're going to have disagreements. Even, even some of your best friends, you will have disagreements. But if they can at least, like you said, understand yeah. why and the process behind it, It'll make it easier for them to at least say, okay, I get it. I yeah, get why. But it's not, but let me caveat. You're not sharing. So in first time storytelling, you're not sharing your opinions. So I'm actually sharing an event in my life mm-hmm. and how that event impacted and shaped me. So, you know, you can, thankfully there's a right and wrong because I'm telling yeah. you, this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to believe it or if you don't want to see it the same, then I'm probably going to question why are you in my life or why do I have a relationship with you, right? Sure. Because sure. If, if, if I can open up at that level and you reject it, 
then there's there's a problem and it's not my story it's the person i told it to yeah. so yep. there's there's a lot once you learn to communicate that way that that shifts and changes but it's it, it also shifts shifts and again we'll go back to the brain right if you change the way that you communicate your brain is changing the way that it processes information so let's once you become you you get used you learn to become a storyteller you mm -hmm. your brain starts processing your life and who mm -hmm. you are in mm -hmm. stories in pictures and you express it that way let's say you have a bad day yeah you're going to be better equipped to actually tell the person what happened in that day that led you to feeling the way that you feel now so instead of being reactive and you know expressing emotions that you might not have identified why you're going to be able to see your day and tell the story of your day and then get the person to understand why you feel the way that you do, which now creates such better relationship between the people, you know, you and the people in your life. I, I, and I'm, I'm seeing a personal relationship there too, because like you said, your brain's beginning to analyze. So you're through the story and telling of that story. I would gather you probably have some self-realizations too. I, I can't a see huge. that not happening. Yeah. That's a huge part yeah. of it because one of the things that, you know, one of the biggest thing in becoming a storyteller is you have to start seeing yourself as a character. Sure. Which means you have to understand yourself as a character of your story to, again, communicate that. Yeah. And so many people, their communication breakdown at the mm -hmm. start because they don't actually understand themselves and why they think and feel that way. So then they can't communicate it. And then that creates anger. It creates yep. a lot of emotions to yep. not be able to communicate who you are. Absolutely. That makes absolute sense. Geez, that's going to be huge. All right, cool. So if somebody wants to find you, I know you said the app already, which you can pick up. And you mentioned the group on Facebook. Uh, is there a website as well? There is. So couple websites couple let her rip <laughs> if you're interested in the storytelling then it's first time storytelling.com the challenge you can go to 365firstchallenge.com you know lots of blog posts there on the first time in your experiences Sweet. and links to the app and then i would the 365 first podcast it links from the different websites and then i'm i'm becoming very active on youtube Nice. So first time storytelling on YouTube or the 365 First Challenge on YouTube, you're going to get a lot of lots of content there as well. Sounds like we're going to be making a visit ourselves. So, guys, for those of you that uh, are, are watching right now, of course, all of those links will be down below in the comments. So I'll make sure you check it out. If you've got any questions, she's going to get the link to this uh, broadcast and podcast later. Uh, feel free to ask a question. She can come back and check in. And if she sees one that you've asked, you know, she, she can answer you. Um, or just go follow her on our website. It's probably easier. Uh, if you are, oh, and if you are watching, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that bell next to it because that tells you when the next awesome person like this is going to come in and share some of this crazy, wonderful information. Uh, if you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms that we're on, we're on like 12 of them now. I believe there's 12, but anyway, if you're listening, make sure you download, make sure you subscribe on your favorite one. If you're listening to us on anchor.fm, which is where we home host, Feel free to give us a little support there. Every little bit helps. And we do appreciate every, we do appreciate, you know, I just had, this is like my second cup of coffee and this is still, anyway, we do appreciate every single one of you that stops in and takes a listen to our content. Uh, we try to bring you the best 
of of all these different worlds. Uh, I had no idea what first time that, that there was a first time expert. Here she is. These are the things that we, you know, we bring them to you so that you can experience something new, or maybe learn something more, or maybe improve a perspective, uh, get you to think a little more critically, think a little more creatively. We really appreciate that you stop in and you take the time to listen and to watch. Uh, and and we want you to, to do the best and be the best. If you have any suggestions on subjects that you want us to do more like uh, for podcasts, let us know. We're happy to hear from you. You can just message us on uh, Anchor or get a hold of us on javachatpodcast.com. Uh, that, my dear, is it. So I want to say a huge thank you for coming and sharing some of your wisdom. Uh, I'm fairly sure we're probably going to have to have you back because we started on a couple subjects that were rabbit holes. We just didn't have enough time to get down. Um, thank you very much for having me it's, it's been a it's been a pleasure to share some story some insight and getting to know you ah absolutely uh, thank you that's that's a huge compliment i appreciate it well you guys know how we like to end it's always the same we love every single one of you make sure you stay up stay safe stay healthy and live fran bernard myself coffee with mike ciao for now For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.